Hi, I'm Chrissy. I'm Joss. And you're listening to Breaking the Curtain, the podcast where we interview our theater idols and chat all about the history behind your favorite musicals. So sit back, relax, and and enjoy enjoy the episode. episode. Hello, and welcome back to Breaking the Curtain. Today, we are back in the Zoom room with another stagey special guest. Today's guest is from the company of the touring production of Jagged Little Pill, which is currently playing at Toronto's Princess of Wales Theatre through November 26. Our friends at Mervish were kind enough to invite us out to the show's opening night in Toronto, and it was a 90s dream. It was an absolutely fantastic night. This touring company is so incredibly talented. Their vocals are insane. It's like being wrapped in a wall of sound. And the book itself is truly one of the best I've ever seen for jukebox musical and for musical theater in general. So it is a brilliant night out at the theater. And I think one of my favorite things is the choreography. Not only is it stunning, but it is so different from other things that happen in the world of musical theater, which is super duper exciting. We are here with Allison Shepard, who's playing Bella, one of our favorite characters in the show. She's absolutely fantastic and goes on such an emotional and impactful journey in this role. Now, before we welcome Allison to Breaking the Curtain, I just wanted to give you all a little heads up, a bit of a trigger warning. Bella's journey in Jagged Little Pill does involve sexual assault, and we are going to be talking a little bit about that on the podcast here today. So if that's something that is not for you, just press pause here and we will see you in the next episode. Allison, welcome to Breaking the Curtain. We are so excited to finally have you joining us. This has been something we've wanted to arrange for a really long time, and it made sense to do it while you're here in Toronto. We'd love to start by having you tell everyone just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Um, My name is Allison Shepard. I'm currently playing Bella in the first national tour of Jagged Little Pill. Um, I'm from Newport Beach, California. I've been performing since I was six years old. Um, I went to AMDA, the American Musical and Dramatic Academy in Hollywood. Um, And yeah, this is like all I've ever really wanted to do with my life. So it's like pretty surreal that I get to be on a a podcast about this. And this is what I'm actually doing. I'm like, I'm still in (laughs) shock. Well, that is absolutely fantastic. We love hearing that. And we were actually just talking about how refreshing and exciting it is that so much of your cast is so young. Yeah, yeah. We're a super, we're a super young group. I remember um, before our New York rehearsal started back last July, um, we got like that first welcome email, you know, with everybody's name. And so, of course, being the, you know, Instagram fanatic that I am I was like hunting everyone down like looking them up trying to figure out like okay like you know is anybody my age what's going on and everyone was like all in the same like early 20s age bracket and or like younger and and it was like I was like oh my gosh this is gonna be the coolest experience and we walked in and it was like the youngest scrappiest like most like talented people I had ever seen. And I was like, this is going to be like the best experience of my life. And it lived up to it. So (laughs) that's so awesome. And that energy totally comes through when all of you are on stage together. It's just you have such a fabulous group of people. Yes, times times a billion. (laughs) So like you said, you're on tour with Jagged Little Pill, which of course features the music of Canadian icon Alanis Morissette. Yes. 
And so we have to ask, were you familiar with Alanis before coming into this show or had you seen Jagged Little Pill on Broadway? Yeah, so I um, I actually was raised on the music of Alanis. Um, the Jagged Little Pill album was the first CD that I memorized cover to cover. She's one of my mom's favorites. And so I like, I've been singing these songs for like truly as long as I can remember. Um, so when I was in college, um, Jagged Little Pill hadn't come out yet. I'm one of the older ones in the cast, but sh- sh- we don't talk about it. Um, <laughs> and and um, Jagged hadn't come out yet when I was graduating. And I did this whole arrangement with my, like one of the teachers at my school of Mary Jane, um, because that was like my favorite song since I was a kid. And I did this like whole arrangement. And that's what I did for my senior showcase. That's how I got signed with my agents and everything. And I went in for my first meeting at my agency. And I will never forget, we talked about it at um, at opening, my agent and I talked about it, we're laughing because I went in for that first meeting with her and she was like, you know, their word on the street is they're going to be making an Alanis Morissette musical. And she was like, we have to get you seen for it. Like, we have to get you in for it. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I remember I got in the car and I called my mom right away and I was like, mom, they're making an Alanis Morissette musical. I was like, this is going to be like, I was like, this is like my ultimate. It's like everything I've worked for all put together in one. I was like, I hope I can get an audition for it. And then obviously, you know, Catherine was with it from its inception. And so she stayed with it through to the end of the Broadway run. And the second that those auditions opened up, my age was like, okay, you've been you, you've been working, you've been practicing this stuff for so long. Like, let's get you in there. And so again, I like keep saying that I'm like still in shock that I'm here, but it's been like, you know, a year and a half. And I'm, st- I still pinch myself that like every night I go out and I'm singing Alanis music for audiences and to be here in Canada, like crazy it's just crazy (laughs) yeah that's absolutely fantastic I love hearing stories like that it seems like this was truly meant to find you uh, I'd like to think so I'd like to think so (laughs) so you're playing Bella who goes on quite the emotional journey over the course of the musical Uh, can you tell (laughs) us a little little. bit about her story yeah um how much detail can I get into are you cool with spoilers Please I'm cool do. With spoilers, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 So, I, whenever I talk about Bella, I always like to start off with who she is before mm-hmm. the plot takes place because I think it's super important um, as a female, you know, presenting person and, and as a human being that we don't lead with the trauma. We're leading mm. with like who she is and who her heart is, um, and she is so artistic and so smart and so funny and she loves to have a good time she doesn't she didn't grow up with the money that nick and the rest of her classmates did she's from the other side of town she was Mm -hmm. raised by a single mom so she was taught to be independent and tough and and advocate for herself and fight for herself um she wants to go to art school. She's working at, actually, this is something that's not in the script, but Diane told me was in an earlier copy of the script that Bella um, Bella works at McDonald's or like a fast food chain like McDonald's after school. Like that's where her job is after school because she's trying to save money and earn money to to get out of the environment that she's in. So from Jump, you meet like a very determined, very fun-loving, very artistic, free kind of young woman um and then you know she goes to this party this winter break party um with her two best friends nick and andrew and um 
she gets really drunk and Andrew um, takes her into one of the rooms upstairs, supposedly, you know, jury's still out on this one, um, to just like put her somewhere that she could rest and sleep it off. And then he, you know, he's had a crush on Bella for a long time and Bella and Nick have always kind of had, Nick has always had Bella's focus. So in that moment, he decides to do, in my opinion, the, you know, the unforgivable and the unspeakable. Mm-hmm. And he does um, sexually assault her. And so the story basically and Bella's journey throughout the show basically becomes her coming to terms with the fact that one of the people she's trusted most her entire life has taken the ultimate amount of um, advantage of her. and through coming to terms with that she realizes that she has a very strong community of people around her that will believe her and will advocate for her um and that even stronger than that she has the power to advocate for herself and even when people don't believe her and when people aren't yet willing to speak out she continues to fight for herself and fight for her truth um and so at the end of the show and it's been a year later you know i i hope that what the audience is able to see is that no matter what you're going through and what you've been through in your life you have the strength to stand up and say this isn't right and to stand up and say i i deserve better than this the you know human beings deserve better than this and that through doing that and through advocating for yourself your life can get better and you can heal and you can find a strength that maybe you didn't even know you had before all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it when I first read the script for this show, and I I know I'm not I'm not advocating for watching bootlegs. I'm not, and I'm not saying I did. I'm <laughs> not saying I did, but it was the pandemic, and I'm not saying that's an excuse. But I did watch the bootleg. <laughs> And the first time I saw it, I was just like wrecked because I I had never seen a role written for for a woman in particular that had the and a young woman that had the emotional depth of scene work that Bella has that had such challenging music like you have to be able to sing everywhere in in this score. And was telling a story that was so incredibly current and important where like every day, every single day after the show, there's at least one person that I cross paths with that like thanks me for telling that story. And it still blows my mind like to even be a small fraction of someone's like healing process is is like unbelievable. And I still, it's something that I do not take lightly whatsoever. Um, And it's the greatest gift of this track because doing a show for a year and a half, you know, is, is a, is a long, is a long time. And to be away from family and friends and, and any sort of like normalcy is, is difficult, but to have it be a story that I feel like is so important and can help people and can be an inspiration to people. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Mm-hmm. 
And it is a truly, truly powerful story. And I think it's something that everyone can relate to in one way oh. or another, whether they've had the same experience as Bella or a similar experience That's to right. Bella or everyone knows somebody who has had that experience. You know, it's no, um, absolutely. Unfortunately, it's something that's very, very common. And you tell that story so well. I mean, Thank I you. love watching people uh, in the protest scene. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was surrounded by uh, people up in the dress circle. And a lot of them were women. They were female presenting. Um, and everybody there was crying. Yeah. Oh, man, that means so much to hear. Everybody has a story and seeing it portrayed that way, especially in that scene where you see Bella take back her power. Yeah. Um, it's really powerful. It's kind of like being at waitress where you go to the bathroom and everybody's like, I knew somebody in a relationship like that, or I was in yep. a relationship like yeah. that. And yep. uh, that's really just the power of your performance and of the story as well. Thank you. And I, I, I think it's also something to say about the power of, of live theater. And it's why, mm-hmm. like, when the pandemic shut everything down and, and you know, it, it kind of threw so much into question of, like, what will come back? How will it come mm-hmm. back? How will things be different? And the thing that's so beautiful is, like, in that room are, you know, a thousand to two thousand, depending on the venue, like, people from all different walks of life all different age ranges, race, sexuality, ethnicity, like like you have such a wide array of people. And for two hours and 50 minutes or however long our show is, like everyone is sitting in that dark theater together, going through this experience together. And it's like a way I feel to to unify people and and to know that like, you know, you can sit there and look around at the people around you and be like, I know what I'm feeling. And these people who I probably on the street wouldn't stop to like talk about their trauma, you know, or like talk about, you know, things with like are all feeling this with me. I mean, what a beautiful, what a beautiful thing. What a way to like yeah. in, in a time where I feel like, I mean, our our world is like pretty divided. And mm-hmm. what a what a beautiful way to like bring people together and say, you might think that we're all super different, but like, look at all all of us experiencing the same human experience together. I mean, like how special is that? It's why theater is so beautiful. It's why I love it so much. (laughs) Yeah. And it's what's really special. I think about shows like Jagged that bring so many real world issues to the table. Like going to see Jagged is not an escape. It's not escapism (laughs) theater. It's, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's not my fair lady. It's not. No knock, no knock to that. But like, it's, it's you got to know what you're getting yourself into. Yes, exactly. (laughs) It's a very different experience and it doesn't allow you to shy away from these issues, whether it's something you've experienced or just know of or have no idea what some of these things are and the effect they have on people. I think it's really powerful because the show gets people talking. Like I went with my mom in the summer while you guys were in Ottawa. And even Mm -hmm. now we're still talking about the different issues that were presented in the show. So when theater gets people talking, right, it kind of opens up all these sorts of avenues for learning and for healing and for moving forward. And I love that we see that reflected in Bella's journey and how it mirrors Mary Jane's journey. 
Mm. Yeah, that that relationship was something that going into the show, I didn't fully understand really until the rehearsal period started. And we have had such brilliant, brilliant actresses step into the role of MJ since we've been on the tour. Like everyone who's covered the role is is brilliant. Julie, who's currently playing MJ, is unbelievable. Um, I actually just like a little side story when so I was like obsessed with Wicked when I was when I was young like obsessed with Wicked um and in in like 2005 I fell in love with Wicked and in we there was a company that came and like did a little sit down in LA which is the theater like closest to where I'm from and so my parents Finally, it was like two years later and all I would do is sit in my room and like I like printed out all the lyric sheets and I would like sit and study like I was like obsessed. I was like, that has to that's it for me. Like I I didn't know that Broadway was a street. I thought Broadway Mm -hmm. was a singular theater at that time in my life. I was in like fifth grade, which is like probably too old to believe that. But that is what I thought. I'd never been on a plane before. So in my head, I could take a plane to Broadway, like the theater. The plane would like drop me off at the theater. And it would be to see Wicked. Technically, it was to audition for Wicked. But like, I had this whole vision of like what I was going to do. <laughs> and so finally, I got to see the show. And the first Elphaba that I saw was Julie. And I, wow. I came home from seeing the show. I saw the show like five times when it was in LA. And I like came home and I was like, I want to be her. Like, and I had like a huge, like she, I just thought she was like the best thing. So when she booked this and I put two and because like that's been years now, but I I like was looking up all of her stuff because I was like obsessed with her come from away tiny desk concert as well. Mm-hmm. And I went back and was like looking at her resume and I was like, wait, she was the alphabet in LA. I was like, I like so it was like the coolest full circle thing. So now to be doing this with her is amazing. Um, but also I I got to like build that MJ Bella dynamic with Heidi Blickenstaff I mean come on like like (laughs) are you kidding me (laughs) like I walked into the first day of rehearsal and I was like oh my gosh like and she is the like kindest most giving most inspirational human being I've ever met in my life and so it was so cool to step into a show that is so difficult and a relationship that that dynamic between Bella and MJ is such a it's such a tightrope, you know, because both of you are at such a brink of like falling and and breaking and feeling absolutely alone. And yet you're tethered to each other, you know, and so you have to tightrope walk this this experience together. And like Diane and, and Larby's vision for the show with like, uh, with like, moments where Bella is a figment of young MJ where like in in Forgiven when I walk in and I like am a mirror of young MJ and when she sees me she sees herself and then there's like a split moment where then I transition back into Bella and there's so many like little nuanced inner workings where I was like okay I'm gonna start to study how Heidi walks and like how like what Heidi's mannerisms are so as the show goes on and on and as we get into the quiche scene it's almost like doing a mirror exercise because she's seeing herself and I'm seeing myself in a way that I don't know. You know what I mean? Like all of those like really like spicy, juicy little like things that the audience 
doesn't intentionally pick up on, but just add to the layers of like these two women, you know, coexisting in a very like mirrored plane. Mm -hmm. Um, And to be able to study her at that depth was like one of the coolest things ever, because in my eyes, like watching, yeah, I watching and learning from her was just the greatest gift. So I, yeah, and it's fun every time somebody new steps into MJ to be mm-hmm. able to be like, okay, let's like let's find this again. Let's let's figure this out. I've in the whole run of this show, I have only missed four shows of this entire run. Wow. And so I'd like to say that I have like really coexisted with yeah. almost every single configuration of this show (laughs) and every time they bring out something new and there's something fresh to be like she's like okay wait this is seven steps instead of four and 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 when you know when Delaney's on Mm. they do more of you know and it's just a fun way to to center yourself because that MJ Bella dynamic is such a such a special one and such a unique one and I also think it helps you know mothers and and daughters kind of find themselves to come and see the show together and open up about things to each other. And I don't know, Mm. it's, it's, it's beautiful. There's so many things about the show that are so intimately beautiful. Yeah. And I think the more you see it, the more you see. And that's what I was just saying to Chrissy (laughs) on Sunday. I was like, this was my third pass at the tour. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Like my recommendation to everyone is go see it. And then if you've already seen it, go see it again yeah because there's yeah. so much that like so much is going on with the lights and the story and the dancing and the movement it's like so many of the little details mm. go unnoticed the first like pass yeah yeah coming back to it you notice all of these little things like in the party scene during predator right we have bella and then mj's watching mm-hmm. and then the dancer who's like mj's like soul spirit uh-huh. comes out uh-huh. wearing a bella costume and at first uh-huh. i was like oh it's like it's bella just like it's just through movement and i was like no this is uh-huh. what happened to mj and it finally, like, <laughs> hit me on sunday and i was like oh my god she's wa- like she's hearing what happened to bella but watching it happen to her younger self and i was like holy shit i literally have chilled i'm so happy you noticed that that makes me so happy i mean yeah, i'm embarrassed it's... it took me three <laughs> no, times no, 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 but no. No, no, don't be embarrassed because like truthfully, a lot of times and and it took me in like well into tech before I put all of that together as well, because I was like, oh, you know, the same dancer is playing Bella and MJ's avatar because they're similar. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it like which is also a super viable, you know, take on it. But that like to me, at least I like when that hit me I was like oh my like it adds a whole new layer into why and that's Mm -hmm. the thing about this show is like every single like head movement has like a reason why and everything is so specific and everything comes from such like an internal plate like not one bit of choreography is like choreography for the sake Mm -hmm. of like you know showy dancing but then it happens to be showy dancing because we have the most brilliant cast of the history of the world um (laughs) but um but 
it's like every single thing that is done, every hand, every turn, every lift, like comes from such a raw, important, like emotions driven thing. I think it's the, it's the beauty of Diane Paulus as well, which is that like, she is an actor's director and she directs a show, whether it's music, dance, you know, a uh, uh, scene work, she directs it all like she's directing a, a film yeah um, like a Shakespeare film yeah like you know like I feel like we're doing like a, a video like a made-for-tv movie of Hamlet like like it's like like as she's directing it because she's like you know everything is important yeah don't worry about like there's so many directors that are like oh like cheat out and project to the back of the room and la 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 like everything you're taught in school and she's like she's like strip all of that away she was like if what feels right to you is that like nobody sees you then nobody sees you if like what feels right to you is like keeping everything here and keeping it honest and keeping it real like that's that's what we want and and you look at her other shows and and that's what makes them shine in my opinion is they break down that theatrical wall and they're like this is these are real people you can see yourself in these people. These are real people going through real things. You saw it in Waitress. She brought like and it's such an insane amount of humanity to Pippin, which is a show that's like known yes. for being like big mm-hmm. and and like and like over the top, you know. And and like meanwhile, you saw the like nuanced humanity in in show like that. Like she's just a genius, and so this show was such a perfect fit for her because you know, we were never asked to do anything more than what felt real. And Mm -hmm. I think that you see that in every aspect of the direction. You see it from the lighting design, you see it from the choreography, you see it from, you know, decisions like that to have the MJ avatar there as Bella going through it. And, And for the people that are out there that see it and that see MJ watching her younger self, like there, the more times you see it, the more you discover because of the level of specificity that that the team brought to the table i mean it was Mm -hmm. it's just like those rehearsals were were the most inspiring educational incredible like that will go down in history as like two of the best weeks of my life like like probably forever (laughs) that's awesome i mean one thing for me from this touring production i had seen the tryout run in boston Oh, nice. And seeing the show on tour, I feel like I got so much more from the Bella and Nick dynamic. Oh, yay! Which, like, <laughs> to me, really pulled that storyline together for both of them, even through their separate journeys, but especially that bond they have together. That makes I you just, so happy. It blew my Dylan mind. And I, <laughs> Dylan and I grew up together. So I've oh, known nice. Dylan since he was, yeah, I've known Dylan since he was five years old and I was oh, eight. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, so we like grew up together and I like, I love him so much. And right before we, and we're like, we, in the past, like before this show, like the year leading up to when we did this, we had like really become like thick as thieves. Like he was one of my very best friends. And then we, um, booked Jack and Catherine together at a regional theater in California and so in Newsies and so we had just closed Newsies three weeks before okay 
I'm going to give a little more detail because this story is kind of funny. Please um, do. We both, went in, <laughs> we both went in for Jagged in uh, like end of February of 2022. And um, it was like obviously a dream project for both of us um, in different ways. But like we were so excited. So we were like sending our tapes back and forth, you know, like trying to get the best. Like, and I was like, okay, like I think this is it. Blah, blah, blah. So we, we send in our tapes. And I don't hear anything. Um, and he gets a callback. And so he goes to New York, is doing his callback. We're like FaceTiming afterwards. I'm like, you have to tell me everything. Um, and it and like he was like, okay, like I did the best I can. Like now we wait. And so in the waiting time, but then at this point, like I didn't get a callback. I didn't hear anything after my audition. And I was like sad about it because I'm like, I'm very hard on myself and I'm very like critical. You know, I, I think that's like comes with the nature of <laughs> For sure. life and what we do but, um, but it was like the first time that I was like I was like this tape is like the best of what I can do and my agent even called me and she doesn't normally like do anything she called me and she was like this is the best tape I've seen you do and I was like so I like got this like little bit of hope and that's like the best thing and also the worst thing because I was like oh my gosh like maybe this is gonna be it like and with how deeply I loved the project you know, I was like already trying to stifle the hope, but <laughs> this, this like gave me. And so when I didn't get a callback, I was like, I was like kind of sad about it. So I was like, man, I, I really did everything I could. Like, I wonder what happened. And so in the meantime, between Dylan waiting to hear and like him finding out, he was already cast to play Jack in this production of Newsies that had um, been cast before the pandemic, but they didn't get to do it because it was shut down. And so um, their Catherine ended up booking. Do you guys know what Tuacon is? No. The theater. Okay. It's a, it's in Cal, not California, but it's in the States. Um, okay. And it's this like summer, it's done at this like beautiful Red Rock amphitheater outdoors. And it's this like Ooh. summer theater season. It's like a very like, prestigious regional theater experience wow. in the states and so she booked something at that so she wasn't going to be available and so I um, had worked the theater company a lot and it was down to me or her right before the pandemic and so I reached out to the director and I was like I hear you're looking for a Catherine and I was like just let me put the stuff on tape and, and like just try again and he was like oh yeah like we're looking to go like kind of a different direction but like if you want to just put it on tape like go for it. And I was like, I was like, okay. Like, and he was like, you know, we're seeing a lot of people like, there's no guarantee you like, we'll get to it, but like, we'll try. And I was like, okay. But in my head, I was like, I, I am <laughs> going to make this the best tape of my life. Like, let's just do it. And so I like did this self tape and I, for a whole day, I was like, okay, this is just me being Catherine. I'm just showing them what I can do out of sight, out of mind. I send it in and, and I, in my head, I'm like, they're not even going to watch it. It's fine. I'm on my way to a wedding that I'm going to be at for like four days. And I get an email and my agent's like, can you put tap on tape? Like they want to see you tap. And I was like, <laughs> I'm headed to a wedding. I have no tap shoes. I have nothing. And I was like, I'll be home in four days. Like, will they wait? And in my head, I'm like, why would they wait four days to get a random tap video from me? Like, absolutely not. And she goes, they'll wait. And I was like, what? I was like, okay. So I got home and I did some wings and I did some time steps and I did a little like bop out of the splits because that's what Kara Lindsay did and I was like all right like here you go and I sent it in expecting to hear nothing and the next day they called me and said that I booked it and that was the show that gave me my equity card and wow. I was going to be playing 
yeah. And I was going to be playing opposite Dill. And so we were so excited. I called him. We were like, you know, freaking out. So then he finds out like the first week of Newsies rehearsals that he booked Jagged. So we're so excited. It just so happened that like all of our other best friends are also in Newsies with us. We have like the best two months of, you know, Newsies is such a fun show and it's all of our friends together. And so um, we are Newsies closes. And the next week I get a call um, from my agent. She's like, you're never going to believe what I'm going to tell you. And I had just gone in for a different show and had found out I didn't get it. And, and in my head, I was like, oh, that production wants to see more materials. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, I thought that it was a tie to that. Never in my life did I think that it was Jagged because in my head, like Jagged's already cast. Dylan's leaving in a week. Like, like, like this is like, you know, obviously it's not Jagged. And she goes, Jagged wants to see you in New York in two days. And I was like, huh? So I start like sobbing and I'm like, for what? Like, cause in my head, I'm like, oh, maybe like the Bella cover dropped. Maybe like, you know, there's an opening in the ensemble. But in my head, I'm like, I don't know that I can. Cause Jagged is such a specific dance style and like I can tap and like, I can do like very like theatery stuff, but like this, is, I was like, i don't know that I can hold my own in this ensemble call. But I was like, I was like, what do they want to see me for? And she goes for Bella. And I was like, like for Bella, but like, like just, just, just Bella. And she was like, yeah, like for Bella. So I like, you know, I'm sobbing. I like run out to the living room and I'm like, you guys have to go to New York. Like, there's <laughs> and so I like, I, I call my best friend who lives in the city and it just so happened she was subletting her apartment and there was a week between her two subletters and it happened to be the week that I needed to be in the city. So I had her entire one bedroom apartment on the Upper West Side to myself. I had also like, just gotten out of a very long-term relationship I had like like was going into you know this like callback and I was like okay my focus on this is I'm just going to spend a week like giving myself the best week in New York I'm gonna Mm -hmm. see all my friends I'm gonna also go to this callback that like could change my entire life but I'm like not gonna focus on that I'm just gonna focus on like having fun reclaiming New York, like feeling yes, good, you know? And so I went into this callback and there were nine of us there. And the first thing we do is dance. And luckily it's the unprodigal combo that I had done for like my initial tape. So I was like, okay, like I know this. And then we go in to do the material and we're going alphabetically by last name. And they're like, there's no guarantee that everyone's going to do all the material, la la la. And so the first girl comes in and goes, hey, just so you guys all know, Tom Kitt's in the room. And I was like, oh, my. <laughs> I mean, goodbye. Like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't know that I'm going to be able to, like, make sound. I was like, how? Okay. Like, cool. So then I noticed, and I'm my last name starts with an S. So I was second to last of the whole room. And it's getting closer and closer. It was supposed to be, like, done at, like, six. And everyone had been in the room for, like, at least a half hour. Wow. A piece or like at least like 15 minutes to a half hour a piece. So it's 530 and there's me and the other girl to go. And in my head, I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I'm hearing everyone. And like when I tell you, we all are still friends on Instagram. Like this was a group of like the fiercest, the fiercest belters, the best dancers. Everyone was so kind. Like I was in that room and I was like, honestly, like 
whoever gets it, I will be at opening night at the Pantages. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't wait. Like, we all became such fast friends. Um, one of my friends from home was there. Like, it was just a very positive experience. And I walk into the room. It's my turn to go. And I walk into the room and Tom Kit sitting there at the table. Oh, but they told us Tom doesn't really talk in the room. That's what they let it out with. It's like, Tom doesn't really talk in the room. And we, I was like, oh, okay, so I'm just going to like see that he's there. But like, we're not going to talk about it. I was like, all right, I'll let me try to keep my cool. So the first thing they have me do is Predator. And the first person to talk is Tom. <laughs> and and he is like very kind and very complimentary. And he, um, he like, I think he like, you know, sussed out that I was like a bit of a, a music, like, nerd in a way and he was like he said like some very kind things and then he was like it's like in such great shape like let's let's play and I was like okay and so he's like can you add vibrato on and he he was like can you add vibrato on and he like said some word I don't remember this but he's like can you add vibrato on this word take the vibrato out here can you add more chest dominance to your mix here and then can you just for the fun of it, can you float this section? Like he was just like throwing random things at me to do vocally. And I'm just standing there staring and I'm like, Tom Kit. Like I was I was like, uh-huh. Yeah. And he was like, Do you want a second to go over it? And I'm like, nope, I got it. But like, did I have it? I don't know. But like Tom Kit was like, and I was like, I'm so quick on my feet, Tom Kit, just you wait. And so <laughs> I, and like magically something in my brain was in like, you know, fight or flight and it chose fight and it remembered every single thing. And I did it all. And he was like, I mean, that's all I, and I was like, okay, like, oh, thank God. Like I passed that test. So then we went on and did scene work and like the Bella scenes and we did both quiche and um, both quiche and couch scene. And like, you know, it's such special material. And I like leading up to this was mainly going in for TV film and like, I'm all, I, I just love, I think of every part of like singing, dancing and acting. Like I will always say that I love act, like mm-hmm. I, I love acting and I would label myself like an actor before I'd label myself as anything else. And so like the scene work I was excited to do because I was like, can I use this chair and sat down and did this like, you know, and, and then we did no. And like when, by the time I left the room, they were like so complimentary and so nice and had like only the kindest and I was like this was like the most enjoyable audition and callback of my life and I was like and that's gonna be the win like that's it that's the win so I go home and a week goes by and I don't hear anything we have Dylan's going away party I we like sing something to believe in at his going away party and he's like and he's like I'm gonna miss you like like you know we like had our big goodbye and then that was on Wednesday and then Friday I get a call or he was supposed to have a Zoom session with Diane and the other principals of the cast. And so I was like, can you just tell me if there's a Bella on the call? Because then I'll know. And he texts me and he's like, and this is at like five o'clock. And he goes, there's no Bella on the call. And I was like, oh my God. And so at 5.30, literally 30 minutes later, I get a call from my agent. Um, and she told me that I booked it. And she said, and they're flying you out on Monday. <gasps> oh my God. So I packed up my life in a weekend was flown to New York on Monday and then had my fitting on on Tuesday night first rehearsal started on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, my, first oh of my all, God. Allison, this is the most full circle story I have ever heard. I'm like it's pretty crazy. Disappointed. It is it's crazy. It's pretty crazy. It's so yeah. cool though. It's so but it's cool. Like, it's 
I think that it is like such a great example of like what's meant for you won't pass you by. Yes. Because like I like I'm such a believer in that. Mm -hmm. And I had just kind of experienced that with Newsies right before where I was like, I didn't book this and it like really gutted me because I I wanted it so bad and then went through the whole pandemic thinking like I won't have this chance and then like it happened to come back around and you know I I like like Bella I like advocated for myself and I said please let me do this like just just see me like just let me try like which is also a very Catherine thing to do um and, and then you know and then jagged happened and i like did this tape and i was like i know in my heart that i can do this i i come to find out the role had been offered and, and was had already like when i filmed my tape jane bruce was already supposed to do the tour um okay. jane bruce who was the the understudy on broadway right and so she was already supposed to do the tour and then she booked this like really great thing with ABC and was working on a lot of her own like music stuff and just had like a lot of other things going on. And so she had to step out. And so when she stepped out, then they went back and watched all the tapes. And so, and they saw my tape and that's what had them bring me in. And so it's also a sign to anyone that's like, you know, an an aspiring actor, like sending in these self tapes and they're like, do people even watch these? Or like, I know they're not even looking right now because there's so many times that we make tapes for shows that like nobody's even leaving. Mm. But the truth is, is like they go back to it. So like try your best on everything you do, because if I had known that the role was already cast, like, I mean, knowing myself, I think I would have still like worked as hard as I did. But, you know, go into it like it could be yours because you never know, you know, and they like they went back to those tapes and needed somebody quick and they were like, let's bring in this girl. And I'm so grateful they did. But yeah, like what's, what's, what's meant to be yours on the rooms you're meant to be in and, and the space that you're meant to hold, you will. Yeah. Oh, so, amen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and thank goodness they did because you are incredible. As thank Bella. you. That truly, means, truly. That means a lot. Truly. It was so much. It was meant to be, I think, on yeah. so many levels for you. <laughs> a lot of hard work, I but meant to be. <laughs> yeah, I love I love her a lot. And I was grateful through the whole creative process because, you know, Catherine did such a beautiful job with the role. And um, it was such a big undertaking to step into, especially because no one had ever touched it um, except for her, you know, and that's uh-huh. difficult. And from day one, Diane was like, to all of us she was like forget anything you know about the show forget anything you've ever seen like we're starting from scratch we're building it up which is why like the nick bella relationship became Mm -hmm. very much allison and dylan like we're out there and like we're us and like there's a level of familiarity that we have with each other that we walked in day one coming off of jack and Catherine and being best friends and we're like and we're playing best friends on stage like (laughs) like you know we're like so silly about it and um it, it she gave us the freedom to kind of build and find what our show was going to be, um, which was such a beautiful thing. And like our music director, Matt Dobler, like we've kind of revamped almost the entire Bella score. Um, we've changed the harmonies. We've changed a ton. Um, and so it's cool because now the version that we're doing right now on the road is the version that's going to be um, that just got the licensing agreement. So, oh, nice. So cool. it's, it's really cool. Um, and yeah, it's just like the freedom to honor what was created before, but also bring ourselves to the table was 
it's not always uh, the opportunity that you get in theater stepping into like iconic shows. And so, yeah, it was a really, it was really special. It was this whole process has been so special and I, I, I don't want it to end. I like, I, like <laughs> if I want us to keep running forever. <laughs> For sure. We want that too. <laughs> yeah, us too. Thanks. Good. Manifest, please. Yes. <laughs> so something that I really wanted to ask is we've talked a lot about Bella's journey over the course of the show and the show itself is difficult with the dancing and the singing like mm-hmm. from that aspect as well plus the emotional journey as a performer how do you take care of yourself to be able to do the show multiple times a week and to carry that yeah that's a that's a great question um I am like a big self-care girly like if I'm being super real, my skincare routine is extensive on the road and it just gets longer every yes. day. Um, also playing high school, you know, I'm like, gotta, gotta look young. Um, but I'm, I'm a big advocate for like filling my, my daytime and my nighttime post-show, post-show, post-show with a lot of joy. There's the oil. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so like, I love to explore the new cities I like as cliche as this is like I am a big like coffee girl so like I love to find fun coffee shops and like me too go. yes Cheers. that's a really to see um I like I yeah I'm like I love to explore for somewhere that has like hikes and the ability to be outside like I like to find as much normalcy throughout the day um as possible so that when you step into something like jagged you know it's it's a reminder that it's not you know, like it is real life, but like the storyline is not real life. Mm-hmm. Also, also, I would like to say that, like, I know it's hard and people I get asked a lot, like, how do you not take the show home with you? Or how do you get out of like the mindset of Bella and all of that? And like, for me, I don't there's nothing that I do to like I don't know, check in and check out of it because mm-hmm. to me, like Bella's story is a story of hope. Yeah. So although like what we go through, like although what Bella goes through, like in the middle of the whole show is like a lot of trauma and is very emotional and is very difficult. Um, by the end of the show, if I, if I go in my head through the whole arc of what she goes through, by the time that I'm walking out the door of the theater, Bella's at a place where like she's doing better and she's right. she's doing okay. And and if if my goal of playing this role is to make people walk out the door and feel less alone and feel seen and feel like like life can get better, that's how I want to be walking out of the door as well, you know, because because I'm I'm trying to impart positivity mm. on people. And so I think it's a lot easier for me to walk out and feel like grateful for my job and feel like, man, like hopefully I help somebody today. You know, it's like, I'm not saying that what we're doing is at all like being a doctor or at all like surgery. So don't, you know what I mean? Like, like don't think that I am like at all <laughs> saying that what we're doing is anything like that. But I would think that it's a similar mindset where like what you're doing is like very hard in the moment or like, it, you know, what you're going through might be like a lot of struggle or you might see a lot of like very difficult, hard things. But at the end of the day, you walk out and you're like, I saved someone. Yeah. yeah. You know, 
it's like, yes, the journey of how we get there is like very difficult, but like someone out there needed to see what we did today. And so anytime that I walk out and I feel drained or I feel sad or like I feel the heaviness of the show, I think about the fact that there's someone out there that like saw this show and now feels less alone. And I'm like, you know what? Like that's worth it to me. Yeah. Um, Amen. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I sleep with a humidifier. So <laughs> me too. I just broke her out of storage for the first time this year. Yeah, it's, oh. it's humidifier season. <laughs> Let it me tell sure you, it's, it's a game changer. It's a game changer. Some of the hotels, um, when you can't control like the air yourself and you're just getting like blasted with the AC and I'm like, okay, this is a necessary yeah. tour um, <laughs> to buy this, this to keep the air. One day, I'll tell you though, don't put too much salt in your humidifier because there was a day that I, because I heard that if you put like a little bit of salt in your humidifier, it like makes it better for you. But mm. I didn't read how much. So I put like four pinches like rock salt in this humidifier <laughs> and I woke up and my whole room looked like I was in like a steam room, like the whole, and it was a hotel room. So I didn't have windows. So I couldn't even like let fresh air in. So I turned it off and put the fan on and like left to go to the show. Because we had a matinee and I came back between shows and it was still a little hazy, but it had gotten <laughs> But like, so read, read the directions on how to use a humidifier. But other than that, um, <laughs> you know, try to inspire people. I guess that's, that's my valid routine. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's the lesson. <laughs> yeah. Those are two very important, very similar things. Absolutely. Like. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> So what has the audience response been for the show here in Toronto? It's actually been awesome. Um, it's interesting because I've noticed, and I don't know if it's just because it's winter or if it's because, of, I, I don't know, but um, stage door doesn't seem as popular here. Like like people going yeah. to stage door doesn't seem as popular here. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I don't have, I haven't had as many interactions in that way, but we've been doing... Um, red buckets where we're we're raising money for Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS and the the Actors Fund of Canada. Yes. Um and standing out there with the I love to stand out there with the buckets to be one of the people that stands out there to raise money and and people have been just like so kind. And of course they love Alanis's music. A lot of people I think um even more so than in the States, I think like mm-hmm. kind of expected to come in and expect to see a show about Alanis mm. um expect it to be a bit more biomusically which is what people think a lot of the time um but I feel like um I didn't know because I don't know like I feel like our show is very political and I think it's very relevant to like politics in the states um mm-hmm. but I didn't so I didn't know coming into Canada like and some of our references like reference like I feel like very American things. And so I didn't, I didn't know how, like if there would be any sort of like, not disconnect, but I just didn't know if people would relate to it as much. And it's been really cool to see that like people relate to it just as much. And people are like, just as like, I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing because some of the things we talk about, like, but, but for the show, it's been like really nice to see that like, it is a very universal Mm-hmm. message and like and like everything it, it once again like feels very unifying that like 
even people from like a different country with a different political setup and with different like you know different different values and such mm-hmm. like all still gravitate towards the beauty of this show and then on top of it to have people that like love 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 Alanis you know is also great like I look out and see far more people singing along here than I do in the states and I love it like there was <laughs> oh there were these two people in the front row like a couple nights ago who like all I really want was happening and they were so in it and they were like mouthing the lyrics. And I was like, I was like, you could get on stage and do this with us and have like <laughs> just as much intensity as fun. And like, I love that because this show is such like a symbiotic relationship between the the cast, and, which like, you know, I know people say that like all shows are, but this show in particular is such a like, you know, emotional give and take. And so when you see people out there that are so in it and are like singing along and are like, you know, living for it it's like the dream we're like i'm in everyone does everyone want to say like let's make this a giant sing-along it's something that's like kind of strange sometimes about playing bella is that i feel like my two songs are two of the songs that people don't really know Mm. and so i've always like (laughs) i see i do think though that it makes them like listen more because like wait i don't know this like why don't i know this and and i've noticed here in canada i i think that it it makes people excited because they're like, is this unreleased Alanis music that I don't know? You know what I mean? Like it, whereas in in the state sometimes they're a little like they're like, well this wasn't on the album. Like this wasn't on the album. Right. I'm like, okay, well yes. But but then here I think they're like they're like, oh my gosh, wait, this is something she's written that I don't know. Like it like makes them excited. So I feel like um that's been really cool to see. Yeah. And Canadian audiences can be very like polite, like very quiet, very yes. reserved. Not me. Um yeah. but not <laughs> us, but like others. <laughs> <laughs> the other people that come the other the people show. the other <laughs> well, the other 1998 was... exactly exactly yeah the other people well I think we were in Ottawa and I forget what it was but I just like I screamed really loudly because I was like Whoa! <laughs> and nobody else was cheering and well, I was we talking noticed to that... Jade after <laughs> and Jade is like was that you I was like yep yeah yeah <laughs> yep. so that was, was my... like the other day for the the here can you handle this like silence um and I was like, because there were some times when the show is first starting out that like, you know, because she is talking about like silence and people are like, oh, this is a moment of silence. You know what I mean? Like, like if you're like really listening, like I can see why people don't make sound. But like we are so used to people like, you know, like losing their mind on right. the like fear has no place in schools. And so yeah. the other day, yeah. it was just it was just silent. And it was a moment of silence. And some of the people that were newer to the to the cast they were like oh my gosh like that's never happened before and I was like I was like no I was like if you think about it like we're asking for a moment of silence so I was like mm-hmm. they're just really invested and like and like they're doing what they're told like like they're like they're listening to the show I was like so it just means that the audience is listening like it's not like they, it's not like they don't agree like they're just listening they're like okay okay, okay. they're like, just yeah, really yeah, well no. behaved here yeah I was, like, I was like no they're like you know how the stereotype is that like Canadians are polite and I was like they said we said this is a moment of silence for fear has no place in schools and they are giving you what you asked for they're making Mary Jane uncomfortable that's what we wanted right that's right <laughs> we're like okay you're like you're like great quiet okay here we go challenge accepted Meanwhile, yeah in, in, in the U.S. everyone's like silence uh-uh they're like ah, you know? yes <laughs> but no it's it's been so great and everyone is so supportive and like the 
and all of the the press that I've done here and the like all of the reporters are so kind and like do so much research beforehand about the shows and like there's a level of like there's a level of like mutual respect that I feel here a lot which is like really cool that leads us into this question I'd say so do you have a favorite moment or scene in the show it could also be a favorite song as well oh man um okay well I mean let's be real like no is probably one of the coolest things that I'll ever do in my life Mm -hmm. um so like and and particularly the moment when after like when when I stand up for like the don't touch me um like duet moment with the ensemble and everyone starts coming forward with their signs and when we first hit that full line of all of us standing there with all of the messages there at the front and like the lights are like bright and the song is like like mm-hmm. that that moment every night like almost brings tears to my eyes because that's also when I can see the audience the best and I can see like the way like I can watch them like reading all of the signs and like yeah taking their eyes down the whole line and I'm like this is I mean it it is where our protest scene earlier in the show is like so many different topics and like we're touching upon everything like this is every night we are doing a protest yeah we are doing yeah like like it is a, a protest against sexual assault every single night in every single city that we go to it is a united message we are standing there with signs we are singing a song and the audience is sitting there taking it in and like hopefully learning from what we're sharing and to get to do that every night and raise awareness like with a song that is like so powerful and such like a reclamation of self and of body and of existence it's like I don't know that there are any other shows that do something like that mm-hmm. um, yeah. at that level. And that is that currently relevant. Um, and so that will like go down in history as probably one of like the coolest things I will ever do. Um, but then like one of my favorite like moments of joy in the show is probably tied between you learn because that like when we're all in the big circle together when we come back at the end and before we break off into um you learn the you learn and thank you split and we all can just like see each other and take each other in and be like look at this ride we just went on together like (laughs) you know let's do it again um and this is like this shouldn't be a favorite moment of mine but like I have so much fun at that first Lancers party like the very not the very first party sequence I think is like so fun and Jordan who plays Andrew um is like one of like one of my favorite people he's one of the kindest it's like the most opposite (laughs) casting choice like I've never met someone less like a character but he is like the kindest most like lovable gentle funny like good-hearted person and so we have so much fun in that scene where we've like added this little thing where he like spins me around and we like <laughs> love to dance together and like so much of our show is spent with us like you know for obvious reasons hating each other and like it, it's causing each other so much pain for us to have that moment of like joy together and of like just like having fun together is like a really nice like kind of last moment of joy for Bella until um 
<laughs> until the end of uh, the end of the show. So I know I just gave you like 20 different things. The whole thing. But, I love um, it. <laughs> that's okay. But that's, prob- that's probably, those are probably my answers. Fantastic. Great and answers. Jacob Little Pill is currently running at the Princess of Wales Theatre in Toronto until November 26. So, Alison, why should people come and see Jagged either while it's in Toronto or when it's in a city near them? People should come and see Jagged because I think that it is a place to go to feel like you are not alone. And <laughs> if you already feel like you're not alone, awesome. Um that's really great um but it is it is a beautiful moment for you to sit with a room full of strangers and realize that like we are all far more alike than you may think you're stepping into a full-blown rock concert i mean the vocals in this show are through the roof Mm. and from just like if you are a, a theater fan or like an art fan and you want to see some of the like most like raw, unbridled, like young, up and coming talent. You'll see some of the like best dancing, some of the hear some of the best vocals, and in my opinion, see some of like the best scene work, like from just a pure like the art of the show, the making of the show aspect of it. But then the show itself centers around advocating for you to be able to be yourself and that the part parts of you that you think make you messy or broken or like less than someone else are actually what make you beautiful and unique and you and that if you can be honest about who you are and honest about what you've been through your relationship with yourself and your relationship with the people around you will be so much stronger and you will live a happier more authentic life you know and like what more could you ask to like learn and to and to learn how to feel safe in is that like you are enough times a million yeah and that's what jagged does so Amen. well said that's so well, so well said, well said. <laughs> thanks i'm super passionate about this show like like it it means just everything to me i i yeah yeah And that passion shows on stage. It shows on stage and the audience feels it and I hope gives it right back to you because it (laughs) it shows in everything, everything that is done on stage. You know, you are. Thank you. Yeah. You're great. (laughs) Thank you very (laughs) much. That means so much to me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us and thank you for bringing this beautiful, strong character all across the country. Of course. Listen, I'll do it. I'll do it forever. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we ask. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to to be on the podcast. It's going to be so fun. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. We're so glad it worked out. And thank you for joining us. This has just been really awesome. It's been like having just a little (laughs) cup of tea here. So thank you. (laughs) I totally agree.